Welcome to episode 242 of the Next Level Life podcast. Get ready for an awesome conversation. Today, I have asked the beautiful Christy Gray to come and join me to talk all things astrology, life strategy, and just epic things about being a Virgo. (laughs) Christy Gray is a life strategist and astrologer, all about inspiring others to take the steps they need to master confidence, gain clarity, and transform their lifestyle all through the lens of astrology. She uses her vast and varied experience to create a tailored strategy to dismantle the uncertainty and self-doubt that may be holding you back. Christy's process stems from her love of learning, her qualifications, including 10 years learning and development, life coaching, cert four in fitness, metabolic nutritionist, applied crystal healing, third year astrologer and NLP practitioner. So we're going to be talking about all things astrology, the impact that it has on your business and how to utilize astrology to support your growth in regards to your life and business. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. I had so much fun recording it. So let me introduce you to Christy Gray. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. I am so pumped for this conversation. I've asked my beautiful friend, Christy Gray, to come and join me to talk all things astrology and business and astro strategy and all the fun things. So I'm so, so grateful that you've set aside this time to come and join us today. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Christine. I just love talking to you and your energy. And I don't want to be super biased, but I just love Virgo energy. Like (laughs) it's like on point. It is like, I'm here to get shit done. I'm here to like use my voice and change the world. And I just am like, every time I'm around you, I'm like, I just want to have a really good time with you because you're just fun. I feel exactly the same way about you, honestly. Like after having you along for the Love What You Do Collective event was so much fun and we could have honestly kept talking till midnight and everyone in the crowd would have been just like, okay, we're ready for bed. But we would just like keep going, keep going, keep going. And there's so much that we can talk about when it comes to astrology, right? So there's just, it's like literally endless. So I guess like to get started for those who are living under a rock and don't know who you are, can you share with us a little bit about who you are, what you do and your journey so far? Yeah. So hello everybody. I am Christy and I'm a life strategist and an astrologer. And I suppose I'll take you back to like why I'm so passionate about people and human behavior and paint a bit of a picture for you. So I spent 10 years in the corporate industry and learning and development. So I worked in the beauty industry and I kind of fell into the beauty industry in my early 20s and learning and development was something I stumbled on quite by accident. It was one of those pivotal moments in my life where I had a state manager ask me to apply for a role and I didn't think I was ready for it, but I always think the other times you're actually ready is when you don't think you're ready. And uh, I started my L&D career and so I had no like I had no schooling qualifications and or tertiary education 
in that in that zone of genius and so I ended up studying um, training and assessment and I had um, a lot of support around me in that role um, just helping me to really understand as human beings why we do what we do I had lots of exposure to leadership training and management training um, any type of like personality profiling like disc profiling um, Edward de Bono's work there was a lot of stuff I did with that in my career which was amazing and I think this is where I really started to shine was like understanding people and why they do what they do now it's so interesting though because I never saw myself as an entrepreneur I loved the beauty industry like I loved lipstick and powder I still do (laughs) there's something kind of magical about it but I also think I was so captivated by the beauty industry because when you empower somebody to look and feel their best on the outside, it changes how they feel about themselves on the inside. But that was where I really like even telling you this now, Christine, that gives me goosebumps telling you like, I think beauty on the outside is only the beginning, but it's how you make somebody feel on the inside. That's like where the magic happens. And so I kept following those breadcrumbs. I ended up um, moving to Sephora and helped to open Sephora in Australia. And that was like a massive uh, learning opportunity for me because um, it was essentially like a startup. We ran that business like a startup because it was so new to the country. And so I was only with Sephora less than four years, but most of my growth as a human being happened in that timeframe because at one stage I was looking after the country solo and that was in including new store rollouts, being a part of the head office team and the leadership team, developing programs and adaptations to everything for this country. And I kept coming to this point in my life where I was like, is this it? And this happened for me at Sephora, but this was like the third time it had happened where I got to this moment where I chased this new title, I'd moved to this new city. And I was like, there must be something more to my life. And I had just worked myself to the bone and um, I had intense adrenal fatigue. I was living in Sydney. I had this like salary that I'd been chasing for forever. I had this title that I'd chased forever. I was working with like the most prestigious beauty brand in Australia with over 150 global beauty brands. And I was like, I was miserable, like miserable. And so I was like, I actually quit my job out of necessity because I had one of those sliding doors moments. (laughs) I'm sure you've had some of those where I was offered a promotion and a pay increase. And at the same day, I quit my job because I was like, if I don't take the leap today, I'm never going to find out who Christy is without all of these accolades um, surrounding her. And so I moved back to the Gold Coast and I'd been studying in the background, trying to really find what my passion was. Like I'd studied nutrition and fitness and I was finishing up my life coaching certification. And I was like, you know what? I think I can um, use my L&D career um, to help me to become a really incredible coach. Um, But I suppose the thing was is, And I'd love to know your thoughts actually as well is I found the coaching industry quite incestual. Like it was a bit of a cult when I studied and I just was like, I want to be able to do more than just be a life coach. And so um, that's when I just kept following those breadcrumbs and I ended up like falling in love with astrology to kind of cut that long story a little bit shorter. And I think that that for me is where I am 100% obsessed because I can look at your natal chart and it's a really 
easy way for me to build immediacy with you really quickly because I can look at your chart and within two minutes I like know what's your purpose how do you communicate what's your love language how can I share information to you that's going to land and so it's actually a really sneaky way to build engagement with another human being (laughs) so good and it actually even just you sharing all of that it makes total sense why we get along because we have so many similarities like I have also worked in the beauty industry also worked in learning and development, like this have done studied e-disc coaching. Like it's so interesting. We have so many different correlations. It's crazy. Um, just with you sharing that, but you're right. Like it's so many times we do have those sliding door moments where you've got to make or break that decision. And I think we also like, I resonate big because obviously I'm a Virgo too, where we do, we put ourselves, we put all of ourselves into something, right? Like we, and we do overwork ourselves to that extent because we do work really hard. Um, and I think like some of the biggest journeys that we can have is when we make those decisions when we go all in with something. So did something specifically happen that allowed you to be able to do that leap and be able to go like, I'm all in on this? There were two turning points. The first one was um, when I was in Sydney and I remember like this went on for probably about four to five months where I had the adrenal fatigue. I was really unwell and my boss was also like my best friend. (laughs) And so it was like, it was so challenging because my friendship circle was at work. I didn't have any support network outside of work. And I was just in this like beauty life 24 seven. And I just, I remember feeling trapped and that I had nowhere to go. And I actually reached out at the time to, we had like most corporations have like a support line internally I actually thought there was something wrong with me I thought I wasn't sure if I was depressed or if um but I just was like this is not what life should be about and I remember making that call and talking to an awesome psychologist and just like finding out and she was like you're under immense stress you're because I was meditating this is the thing right I was meditating I was journaling I was working out but this was the other catch I was trying to do everything and um, I realized that for me to seek clarity and perspective I had to just stop and create space so I did the thing that nobody I recommend should do I quit my job. I had really not a nice little nest egg behind me and I moved back to the Gold Coast and I moved into my mum's spare room and I thought, if I don't go in with two feet right now, I don't know what I'm capable of. Now, that was the start, but I did end up getting sucked back into that world because it's easy for me to do and it's easy to make money like in that world. And so I ended up taking on a part-time role as a global retail training manager for a beauty brand based on the Gold Coast, but they were rolling out in Sephora globally and they needed support for, from an L&D perspective. But again, I, and I only wrote about this story today as I remember this massive turning point there. I was meant to be working part-time. I was traveling all over the world. I was meant to be working three days a week. All of a sudden I'm managing the Australia team as well and the, the US team. And I'm like, how did I get here in six months? Did I not just quit my job to start a business? And I just had another one of those moments where I was like, if I don't like stop this path I'm going down, I'm just going to stay in this world forever. And it doesn't mean I can't do that, but it's not a part of my purpose. Mm -hmm. So again, it was another one of these key moments where I was like, is this it? Like, what am I going to do with my life? And I think I'd love, like, I actually am interested to know because I keep having these moments, Christine, in my life where I'll go, is this it? And it's because 
I pour myself so much into what I do because I love it that sometimes I'm like, dude, you need a like life outside of your business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it can be like that, especially for Virgos, because we are like full in, right? And we do give 120 and 150% to things when sometimes we need to just have a bit of balance. Um, but I think it's often we, we get caught up in doing similar patterns because it's meeting a need, right? It's actually allowing you, it's either fulfilling a value or it's meeting a need that is really important to you. So unless you actually transfer that to something else, you'll continue to do it a certain way. So often like we can get either attach our achievements or our accomplishments to our self-worth. So there's that piece, or there's another place where it's like, we have a value or a core need that we're meeting and the only way that we've known how to meet it in the past is by doing it as, by doing a certain pattern or strategy. So if mm. how you met that need in the past was through high levels of achievement and getting those labels and getting those accolades or whatever it might be, then we, our brain goes to, well, this is how we know how to do it. So this mm. is how we know how to do it. So we need to actually rewire that part of the brain, but also allow ourselves to find new ways to meet that need. And I think we all like, I'm the same, but I think it's also getting past the point of thinking that there's only one purpose or thinking that there's, you know, we get to choose how we want to live. We get to choose the life that we create. So what about it isn't fulfilling? So when we start to unpack that, we can then start to fulfill our needs in a whole new way. Mm, oh, I love that take. Yeah. Um, I know mine is a hundred percent associated with worthiness. It's always for me, it's been self-esteem because I'm a perfectionist. And so, and I was only asked this question last week about my perfectionism and they were like, who are you, um, who are you scared of disappointing? I said, I'm actually not scared of disappointing anyone but myself. And it's like, I see perfectionism as a both a blessing and a curse. I love it because it means that the work that I create in this world and the how I show up for people is like I'm here to give you 110. Um, but some, which is amazing, it's a gift. Well, at the same time, it can be a real pain in the ass because if I love something, I'm gonna like do it to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like at what cost, right? So it's like, yeah, you've got to actually, and this is, it's so funny with perfectionism. It's such an interesting one because it's like, it gives us what we, we think we want, right? Like it's actually giving you this, like we build this story up around it. It's like, well, without that, I couldn't have this. Without that, I couldn't actually achieve that at that level. When actually that's not true. You could totally achieve at that level without the busyness or the, expectation that we put on ourselves in our minds that we're attaching to that behavior you could totally yeah. in another in, in another way but allow yourself to recognize that it's not about how else will I put it like perfectionism is is definitely connected to our self-worth and we're trying to be perfect without you know like disappointing ourselves like you said but when we allow ourselves to recognize that you are worthy no matter what we actually come back to that place of recognizing that you were already born worthy. So what are you trying to perfect? Mm, like, yeah. What so if everything was perfect? Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so right. I'm just like, I know we're going to get into astrology, but I'm just so blessed that I have so much fire in my chart because I have an Aries moon. So even though I have these three key planets in Virgo, um, Aries moon as a placement is like, I'm actually, um, I've had to, uh, learn how to be vulnerable 
it's not necessarily a strength of mine. It's something. I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I, I can be um, a little bit closed off at times, depending on what it is. Or if I speak about something that's quite um, vulnerable, I speak to, to it from a real practical sense, like I've already worked through it. I've got a solution, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but what Aries does, Oh, yeah, you're obviously the same. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, which is, I'm glad that I'm not alone. And um, when you have an Aries moon, you seek action and independence under stress. So I actually love this because even though I'm here sharing with everybody that I'm a perfectionist, I actually feel blessed that I'm not a, a perfectionist that sits in procrastination waiting for things to be perfect. I actually take action and I will perfect it later, but I probably try to show up as the perfect person, which I'm actually imperfectly perfect. And I know that, but it's just there at the back of my subconscious thing. So right, right? Like we know it, but we don't know it. Like it's just something, there's like a disconnect there. I totally get, I totally get what you're saying. So I feel exactly the same way that, yeah, I'm the same. Like if I learn the vulnerability element, but if I can share it in a practical way that's going to support somebody else and I will share it. But if it's, if I'm in it, I'm not like, there's that element of like, I don't want to share that rawness because I don't feel like it serves anybody yet. Right. It's so interesting how we work. <laughs> Crazy. This is why I'm obsessed with like human behavior, the mind and astrology, because it's like, whether you use a natal chart or human design or you, um, yes. you know, do a disc profile, Enneagram, whatever it is, if you can find out something about you and validate it and then you're like, oh, this is why I do what I do. Like, it's got to be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, let's dive into astrology. So firstly, share with us, what is it about astrology that you just absolutely love? Yeah, I love, uh, so there's an infinite amount of combinations in a natal chart. So no two people are the same. So I can even look at a natal chart, two natal charts of twins, and they are different. Um, even if they're a few minutes apart. Yeah, it's amazing. And so um, what I love so much about astrology is this is the other part to it is there's no end goal with it. So everything else I've studied, you can kind of get to this point and master it. And you're like, oh yeah, I've got this. With astrology, I can be studying this for the rest of my life and I will still learn something new every single day. And the reason why is because there are an infinite amount of combinations in a natal chart no two people are the same but everything in astrology is cyclic so even though we have a natal chart which will show us where all the planets zodiac signs and where they're placed um, on your natal chart and the houses are where you were born you also have a progress chart which is like Think of it like the flavor of the season that you're in. A progress chart moves very slowly. So it kind of can give me like the decade or the season that you're currently in in your life. And then you have current transits. And because everything is ever moving, what you might get activated today could be quite different tomorrow. So some of those slower moving planets, you might find that you've got an activation taking place. It could be, you know, over a few month period where some of these faster moving ones, like the sun and the moon, like that's why one day you can feel amazing. And then the next day you're like, 
holy shit, like I fell on top of the world yesterday. Today I like, what's happened to me? I've got no motivation. And I think it's not just astrology, right? I see the astrology as the outer world, what's happening energetically. But there's stuff that is, contributes to how we feel in our inner world. So it could be, you know, as women, we're cyclic too. Our hormones are ever changing. We have a cycle, like depending on what food we're eating, what environment we're in, right? And so I think that's why I'm obsessed with astrology because if you can get a little bit of a handle on what's happening for you either as an individual like who are you who are you meant to be what gifts and superpowers do you have that you need to bring into this world and then how can you use that information as a superpower and then use it in conjunction with the world or the energy that's happening around you so that you are essentially getting the biggest bang for your buck. And the reason why is because I spent so long going around in circles in my corporate career of, the, is this it? Now, when these moments come now, because they still come, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for anyone and say that I don't have these moments because I do. I'm always like, can I do more to change the world? Like, you know, all that stuff. But as soon as I feel that uncertainty creep in, I go to my chart. And like in the weekend, I'm having one of these moments of transformation at the moment. I've been like busting through some massive money blocks. I have been like up-leveling in my business. I'm about to make some more investments. So with any of that energy work, it takes work. And I actually don't go back to the transits and the progress chart, which a lot of people tend to go to. They'll go, oh, what's happening for me right now? I actually go back to my natal chart. And this is what I always say with the clients I work with, your natal chart unlocks everything about who you are and so like for me in the weekend I went back to it and I was like okay let's have a deeper look let's keep going back and peeling these layers and I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it because I know my natal chart inside and out I've been studying this professionally for three years now but every single time I look at my natal chart and I look at how the planets are talking with one another what's aspecting each other I learn something new which is pretty wild yeah that's super wild that's so awesome so awesome so I would love for you to share with us the impact that it has on the clients that you do work with so you do work with a lot of business women so I'd love for you to share how that then impacts their business like what are the things are they looking for what type of advice are you giving based on their natal chart yeah um I love this question because I think I said to you when we first connected I was like we're all secretly narcissistic like <laughs> so interesting we like a and we're like wanting to know when's the right time to launch something. I get that a lot at the moment. Like I'm thinking of either pivoting in my business or I'm thinking of launching something and somebody's either seeking a time frame or validation, which I think is rad because that's what we can use astrology for. It's like, okay, I can tell you when's a good time to launch. If you've got any lucky days on the horizon, like, and what's the time window that you can work in, we can use that. Yeah, it's rad. It's so good. Like I'm working with um, a six-figure business coach at the moment who's about to, she wants to jump into a seven-figure arena. And so, but she's also pivoting. Like it gives me goosebumps to tell you. It's massive. Like, and where she's moving to is like, so awesome. So she took a leap of faith with me because she'd invested in all these amazing coaches that were in their masculine and they gave her all these skills and tools and resources, which is rad, but she's also really smart. And she's like, got to a point where she's like, I know like how to run a business. Like I know how to do all that. She's like, I need to tap into my intuition and my feminine energy. So she's like, I saw what you're doing. And I was like, I need to do that. And so I love that. 
But then this is the other interesting thing is that we're actually looking at her natal chart and we're going, okay, these are where your superpowers lie, which is like connection and communication with others. You know, how can you um, use your business skills and um, capabilities, but then integrate that into some, you integrate that into the service offerings that you want to offer so that you can then blend the two of the feminine and the masculine um, so that you're giving a real high touch service, but completely unique to you. And so what I end up doing is actually helping people understand more about who they are. And I think the biggest thing I always say is I'm not psychic because I think a lot of people think that is if I'm doing something like doing this work, I must not be able to predict their future. I can't. Astrology is free will. Like I have some people come to me and I think that I'm lucky, like 98% of the women I work with are incredible. Um, I have a couple of people that might book a session because they're like desperate and I'm like, I can give you insight, but you're going to still have to do the work, mm. you know? And so, cause it is, astrology is free will. And so I think that that's what I love is it's so unique is I can give you insights into what you can do to get an itch in your business. So that, and then the answer I always get from that is, you're actually giving me information and validating me of what I intuitively already know. Mm, absolutely. I so agree with you that often we just need that permission, right? Like we just need that validation that what we're feeling or what we're telling ourselves is the right move. And yet we already know it if we just don't trust it. It's so fascinating. Oh, and it's and I do it too. Like I think that's part of the human experience. Is sometimes we. I think that's why whether we um, like do a personality quiz online or whether we go see a psychic or we hire a coach or whatever it is, we're looking and seeking that permission slip. And so, um, astrology is a pretty cool way to do that because I think this is why it's becoming so big again. There's always a resurgence with astrology. Like the last one was like 20 odd years ago. I love it at the moment because I'm like tapping into it at this rad time, but it's your natal chart. So it's not like I'm like pulling it out of thin air. Like it's your chart, which is rad. (laughs) So good. And so we have just stepped into a brand new astrological year. So I'd love for you to share with us What's the rest of 2020? What's the expectation or what's charts are telling you now about the new astrological year? Yeah. So um, it's, do you know what? I've been waiting for this, this, (laughs) this time frame for most of 2020. I've been like, Um, are we at the 21st yet? Like hurry up. (laughs) Seriously. Like, um, because it's so interesting because I love, I love online because I connect with so many people, but I also see, so much spiritual bypassing happening online as well. Like um, there was this time um, in December called the Great Conjunction, which was the 21st of December. And it's when Saturn and Jupiter met. And it was like this really auspicious moment, which I love. It was great. But everybody online was talking about the day to manifest all your dreams and desires. And I always have two thoughts on that. Why do you need to wait for an auspicious moment to make your dreams a reality? Like if you want to do that, do it today, right? Yeah, but maybe that's like us being Virgo, like just do it already. (laughs) Which is such a Virgo thing. I said this to somebody in a membership I had and she was just like not having a bar of that. She was like, this is the best moment. I was like, yeah, well, do it today. Why why not, right? (laughs) Sometimes you need a great Virgo to tell you how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I tell myself that anyway. 
Um, but this is the other thing that um, when when you're working with energy that's cyclic, it's ever moving, that energy I knew was going to linger right around till the start of the astrological new year, which was March. So this is why you can't wait for these auspicious moments. Like, yeah, I could give you a lucky day, but you know, use that to your advantage to actually help you to bring something to the forefront, but you can't discount, discount all those gorgeous action steps that you take along the way. And so um, 2020 as a year was, um, we had a lot of planets retrograding in Capricorn. Capricorn um, is a very responsible, dedicated energy, but because they're retrograding, it was more, rather than external growth, it was internal growth. So that's why the year felt quite heavy for a lot of us. We were either um, the victim or the victor, right? Um, and so I think a lot of us were either doing works work as an individual or as a collective. With this beautiful new year, I don't think I've ever been so excited for Aries season and astrological new year is um, we've got so much beautiful Aquarius energy for the next 200 years. So if you are, there's two things that I want to highlight in regards to how can you use the energy of this year to your advantage? Well, first up, let's talk about Aquarius. Aquarius is um, the second to last sign of the zodiac. It represents humanity and technology. It's all about blue sky thinking, thinking outside of the box, because it's an ear sign, it's a fixed ear sign. And our Aquarius guiding principle is I know but then it's kind of in brackets. I don't know. So what does that mean? Well, how can you tap into blue sky thinking and creativity to innovate in your business so that you not only can do something differently that nobody else is doing that is unique to you and that you're being authentic and you're really standing in your power while at the same time having the courage to carve your own path? Mm. Like, fire, so good. Like this is like this energy this year. It's like, and, and what I love about Aquarius energy is that it also represents humanity. So it's like, okay, I'm here to carve my own path, but I also am going to bring everybody that's standing next to me with me on this journey. So it's like making sure that you don't leave anyone else behind. So it's like, I'm going to empower everybody that adds value to my life and vice versa. And like, we're going on this journey together. And so like, even if I think about how I currently do business, I'm already thinking of ways, like how can I give back more, especially to people that might be disadvantaged? Like, how, you know, cause I'm a person of privilege. Um, how can I like do things differently and then also stand in my power while, while doing them? Mm. And then, yeah, it's cool. It's good energy. Hey. Yeah, so good. So good. And I think like, you're so right. Like, that last year was that awareness and everything was brought up for so many people that we had to do the self-work and every single element, right? Like you were either shut in and locked down where you had to actually be alone with yourself, right? And then there was all the different elements, different ways that we were, sh we were shone a light on things that were incongruent with where humanity is about to go. And I think it's allowing us to go, you know what, like we need to do the work on whether it's racism or whether it is the way that we show up in the world, the way that we lead, like the way that we take care of the environment, like every piece was shone a light on last year that was just in such a massive way that no one could hide from it. And it kind of, kind of like set us up, right, for this brand new Aries energy. Ah, oh, 
Totally. It's so interesting. Like I I won't go down a massive rabbit hole on this, but like even with coronavirus happening, like there were massive aspects like with Uranus and Uranus rules the respiratory system and like you can track back the same aspect to the Spanish flu. Like it's wild. Yeah. Um, Trump's um, presidency coming to an end. I knew that, that we had Mars retrograding. Mars is the planet of action and how we assert ourselves um, it's also our lust for life. Like Mars being in retrograde, you, you you could any astrologer would have told you that it was going to be detrimental. I thought he would have stayed in presidency. Like I actually thought that because not that I am aligned to that um, and that, that he doesn't, um, I suppose, his political views do not match mine. However, um, it was just so interesting to watch how that came to fruition and how he refused to step down. So even though he didn't win, right? And yeah. so this was some of the stuff that was happening astrologically. And like there were times even, um, and I shared this at the event, where people were really like screaming, it felt like online, like trying to be heard. And it was like that Jupiter energy was massive at times. And I was like, you, you just couldn't hide from it last year. It was like everybody was doing the work, but I think there's still a whole lot of work to be done. And so this is why we're now getting really blessed with this Aquarius energy, because it's like, hang on a minute, you've got to do the work, but so is everybody else in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like it's a total rabbit hole. You could go down every avenue, right? And literally find evidence or validation in so many different spaces. So we are, yeah, let's not go down that avenue. <laughs> Um, but I would love to know, how do you now currently utilize astrology in your life every day, in your business every day? Yeah. So um, what I, it's so funny because how I manage my life is how I've been doing it the last three years, which I've finally launched that as a service in my business, which is so bizarre that I was running my life that way. And I was like, why am I not offering this to other people, but I think a lot of it had to do with getting out of my own way because I'm so practical and, you know, I've spent so long in this real practical philosophy and psychology world that I was like, do I really want to like, <laughs> you know, how, do I want to go all in with astrology, right? Am I ready to do that? Um, but the thing I love the most is like with um, any type of astrology software, you can um, cast uh, a time map and a time map gives you an indication of what is the greatest planetary influence that's happening in your life based on your natal charts. And so how I manage my life with astrology is I um, have a time map at all times. Um, I like looking at it, not just on a 12 month basis, but also on a three month basis. Cause I think what can happen is when you look at 12 months, it feel, it's like when you set 12 months goals, hey? It's like you look at it and it just feels so far away. And it's like, but if I'm feeling a certain way right now, like, because normally let's look, let's be honest, we look to things when things aren't exactly how we expect them to be, right? <laughs> and so just looking at a three months, it, for me, a three months is just really practical. And so what I do is I always look at not just the three months, like what energy surrounding me astrologically as I try to pull out, because some of us sometimes might have like, you know, 10, 12, 15 aspects. And it's like, well, where do I focus on? And so from that, I'll pull out the weightiest aspects. So your top three, I call them like your top three priorities. And think about like with astrology, right? Every planet is an archetype and it represents something. So at the moment, for example, I have Pluto square Pluto and it's shit. 
Pluto is a planet of transformation. It's squaring Pluto in my chart, which is, and a square is challenging. It means you've got to build resilience. It's not bad. It just means you've got work to do. And so what that means is I have to discard old habits and things that are no longer serving me. And it's the perfect opportunity, even though it's like, it's like the butterfly emerging from the cocoon, right? You've got to go through the transformation to be rewarded with the magic on the other side, but you're not going to get there without doing the work. <laughs> so, yeah, there is no, but I believe that there's a rule without that work for sure. And I think that we often want to bypass that, right? Like we want to bypass oh. the hard piece that goes with the transformation, like without that resilience. I mean, resilience can't be built with, built without that contrast. And I love that. I love the analogy that you use around the butterfly. Like I love, love, love it. And I've shared that on the podcast before that for the butterfly to actually be able to fly, it needed to go through a transformation and it needed the, re- the resistance of pushing out of the cocoon for the wings to be strong enough to be able to fly. And I just love that analogy of like you grow through what you go through and you can't bypass that. It literally has to, that resistance has to be there to create that growth, right? Oh, totally. And you know, if I think of all the times that, because I've had more than one rock bottom, I've had a few now. I mean, I always think that those rock bottoms are there as this incredible learning opportunity. And I, I've, I've actually grown to like enjoy and relish. And my rock bottoms are also, I call them my magic dark, right? It's that, that's like the calm before the storm. And you do, like you grow as a person. And then you, when you are through it, right, on the other side, and you've gone through the, the stages of change and you have let go of the emotions, Motion, you can actually go, wow, like I got through that and I'm a better person because of that. Yeah. And I often like to remind business owners of like the fact that you got through last year is a strength, right? And so often we doubt our abilities because we don't take the time to actually acknowledge how far we've come, right? Like you getting to where you are right now in your business hasn't happened because of luck. It didn't happen because your stars were aligned. It literally was all the pieces together, right? It was all the hard work. It was the challenges. It was those times when you thought it wouldn't work. Like it's all of that mixed together. Plus having, I guess, like having astrology to kind of back you up and support you and validate you Mm. at least allows you to have that awareness in the darker times or in the challenging times to be like, you know, push yourself through or guide yourself with a new awareness. Has there been, I'd love to you to share, there's been a time for you that that's happened where you've, you've looked towards your chart to get that awareness or whether you've actually had that happen with a client where they've been in that situation, you've actually gone, given them some insight to why they would be feeling that? Yeah. Um, so I'll give you two examples for this. So like last year, so last year was a big business year for me. It was all about um, restructuring my daily um, routines, growing my business. Like it was a real hanging in the year um, because I knew that I wanted to um, like try so many different things to see what was really how I wanted to run my business longer term. And so using astrology, I knew all year I had six house activations, six house as a Virgo house. It represents day jobs, daily routines, and work, and also health. So I pretty much biohacked my way through 2020, but I knew that. Now, the reason I share that is because everybody is always up me because I'm single. And they're like, Christy, you're single. What's happening in your life? Are you dating? And I was like, I've got six house activations. Like, I don't get seven house activations till 2021 give a girl a break like but it was kind of good because I actually didn't even feel like dating last year and so just knowing that that I would have the partnerships house lit up this year 
And like, it almost gives me this beautiful opportunity to breathe because I think sometimes societal expectations are as we have the, you know, the six, the seven figure business or whatever that looks like for you. Um, We have the perfect family. We own the house. We, you know, all of this. And I was like, that's not my reality right now. So that's one way you can use astrology is knowing what activations are taking place. And it makes it a little bit easier to know where to expend your energy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's cool. And then I've got a client I'm working with at the moment and she's incredible. And she has um, her PhD in post-traumatic growth and creativity. And um, she's at a place where what she's doing is really good, but she also knows she's here to do so much more. So we use astrology so that it's like, so she knows where to focus her energy and attention because she already has an awesome business. She could keep growing that, but I know it's not what she wants to do. So it's like we're using the breadcrumbs and the time we've been given because she's got this window of time right now where she has to go inwards and actually work out what her signature offering is. So it's awesome because I can then weave like that side of business into it. It's not all woo when you come to me. I'm like now helping her craft her signature offer based on her superpowers. And we just use astrology is the methodology to help her get there Mm, so cool so awesome oh my goodness um is that what you call the astro strategy or is that different yeah yeah so astro strategy is like it's become my baby because as I said to you before that's how I've run my life the last three years like my astrology tutor used to do a time map for me and she's been doing them for years I just do my own now and that I find is good because and the reason I've set it up the way I have because what I found is last year a lot of people came to me for one-off astrology sessions and then they were ended up booking more so they loved it and then I'd see them in like eight weeks again and they're wanting to learn either more about their chart and then they got to this place where they're like I want to book in again but what should I book and I was like how can I make this easier for women in business specifically and so what I've done is um, I've almost taken what I was doing anyway but made it more of a strategy because I also found is people don't just want the insight on their natal chart they actually want to go okay well where can I play to win moving forward and so I've paced out the sessions quarterly so it gives them 12 weeks to integrate and then we revisit if they want support in between they have that option to upgrade their service but it's just good because it's like okay here we're going, we're meeting, we're going all in for 60 minutes. This is where you can play to win and you've got 12 weeks to do it. And then we're going to come back and we need to get you to that next level. <laughs> love it. Love it. So good. Oh, awesome. Um, I really want to talk to you about the the new moon and the full moon because I find that it's so interesting. How I find like the full moon really affects me and I find that it, it impacts my business and it impacts how I you know, the energy levels and things like that, emo- like different emotions and stuff. Um, but then the new moon doesn't necessarily affect me as much. It's, I don't know whether that has anything to do with my chart, but I wanted you to share what the impact is on like, you know, obviously we're very cyclic beings and that's why we're affected by the moon. But I want you to share with us like, how should we use the energy of the moon and why do you think it affects us so? Yeah. Oh, I love working with new and full moon, but not how like a lot of people traditionally do I use it as chicken chicken points in our life so um and and think of the moon so the moon is a luminary it's actually not a planet and um it's like such a beautiful placement even in your chart because the moon is feminine in your natal chart it represents um safety and security and our emotions so 
you just even knowing that you're like, oh, okay, right. So at a new moon, it's this beautiful time. It's like a new beginning to manifest dream. Whereas when it's a full moon, it's a time of like letting go, releasing and surrendering. And if you think about like that's I remember growing up, like I remember mum always saying to me, like at a full moon, all the crazy people come out. <laughs> Sounds terrible saying that, but it's like true. It's because the full moon is, it affects our tides of the ocean it helps with harvesting like our moon's energy is incredible and so you can imagine like in a full moon when it's like at its brightest and it's most illuminated because it's a hundred percent how that energy is actually affecting us human beings on planet earth I find um that people are definitely affected more than from the full moon than the new moon um, it also depends too of what the zodiac sign the moon is residing in. Some people will find, depending on what's in their chart, like it might be a um, water full moon. So it might be like a Pisces full moon. Our water signs are feeling signs. They're emotional. They're very intuitive. So like at a full moon, that's a water sign. Like um, you may find that you're more energetically charged or emotional than say a fire full moon, which could be like a Leo full moon. We like fire energy is all about taking action and um, it's kinesthetic. So it's like doing things. So at a, at a fire full moon you might be like yeah like I'm here to get stuff done so that's how it can affect us and I think just knowing like putting in your diary I have a 2021 astrological calendar um, that you can purchase on my website like I use that at the beginning of each year and I map out all my new and full moon dates for the year along with all the retrogrades and the reason why is because just having that in your diary knowing it's coming up like mercury retrograde i know we haven't spoken about that but never launch anything in that time and so if you've got that marked down in your calendar already it just makes it easier to plan with your marketing calendar yeah awesome love it so practical um, <laughs> um so share with us let's dive into mercury hey so talk to us about the difference between mercury and mercury retrograde because i know you love talking about mercury and the impact that it has on communication so share with us the differences and why we need to be aware of mercury retrograde yeah, so um, Mercury is the planet of communication. It's our intellect and how we synthesize information. Um, and so I'm obsessed with Mercury. Um, everything in astrology too has um, has beautiful parallels to Greek mythology. In um, Greek mythology, Mercury is a messenger of the gods, which I just love because it is. And so well, what does that represent as an archetype? It's everything around communication. So Mercury is a planet. Like if you can check out where Mercury is in your natal chart, it's going to actually help um, you understand how you communicate and also how you synthesize information, how other people may receive you too. Um, like my Mercury is in Virgo. So again, this is why when I communicate, it's really practical. I like to know how things work and I have to understand them. You'll never catch me talking about something if I don't understand it. Like if I don't understand it, I'll probably write it off, which can be a little dismissive at times because I need need to understand it first and so that's what mercury represents in our chart and I think like the basis of any great relationship 
it comes down to communication. So that's why it's so important. Um, now, retrograde in astrology means going backwards, but the planet doesn't actually go backwards, but it puts off an energy like it does. So Mercury retrograde happens this year. It's retrograding in all air signs. Um, so not only does it represent communication going haywire, um, it also is an air sign. So it means that your communication with, with between others could also go haywire as well. So what I say is with any retrograde periods, they are time. So two to three weeks, even a little bit longer, there's normally a shadow period, is block out time to reflect, review, and reassess. That's what the re and retrograde means. So I wouldn't be necessarily launching a new program or um, signing any contracts without double-checking everything. Um, Double-check every single email that you send um, because you quite possibly will make a mistake. Um, even like take a breath when communicating with other people, especially if you're a coach or if you're working with people, um, because you may find that you might communicate something that could be misinterpreted. That's what Mercury does. And so it doesn't mean that you should stop your life, right? And not take a chance. Just be mindful that you have to double check everything. And you also may not get the result that you seek. That's why I say don't launch in that time, because you might just be a little disappointed with the result because other people were going through what we're going through it all together right yeah absolutely yeah it's so interesting it's always the way like but then I feel like mercury gets a bad rep because when things go wrong people are like oh mercury must be retrograde <laughs> all I'm going to say to anyone listening is don't blame Mer- you can't blame mercury on everything <laughs> <laughs> Take some accountability. (laughs) And I think that like that goes across everything, right? Like we can do as many personality tests as we like. We can do as many natal chart readings as we like, but it comes down to, like you said, it's all free will. And I think I'm so mindful of being mindful that please don't put yourself into a box, meaning you can't do anything else. Just because your star sign says this about you doesn't mean that, you know, and I think that's one of the other clear things. I think your, the way that you share the natal chart is the interesting piece of like, just because your star sign is something and there was elements of mine that just didn't make sense. And it was so fascinating for when you share different elements of different star signs in my chart and how that then impacts me. And that's why when I read some of the, you know, if you read your horoscope, some of it just didn't land and I'd be like, why? And it's actually, and then someone like my, the Libra actually made much more sense because I'm on the cusp and then there's other elements that play into my chart. It was so fascinating with those pieces as well, I think, which is really cool. But I think it's being mindful that I believe that um, it doesn't matter what chart or whatever it is that you read, that you take what you can from it, but still allow yourself to fully express what you want to express and go after what you want to go after. You don't have to put yourself into a box to think that's all you can achieve. Yeah. I can't agree with you more, Christine. Like I cannot agree with you more. And I um, teach a lot on the psychology behind each zodiac sign because there's a high vibrational state and a low vibrational state. And it's so important that you can be both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. You have to learn how to integrate the two because, as I said before, perfectionism, which is the low vibrational state of Virgo, can also be your superpower. Mm. So you can't just bypass something. You can don't stick yourself in a box. Don't just seek validation with what you know your favorite astrologers got online. Is like know that you. You can be that archetype, but also be more than that. Mm, Love it. I love it how you just put that. That was awesome. So good. 
Okay, so last couple of little questions I have for you. Um, firstly, what would you like people to know about astrology that maybe they don't know just yet? Oh, I love that question. That you are every single zodiac sign. Some just are more um, in their fullest expression than others because even if you don't have a planet in a particular house, it will still, still be a zodiac sign that rules that house. And so you are actually every single zodiac sign, which is pretty rad. Yeah, that's so cool. So cool. Amazing. Amazing. And so if you had someone come to you and you only had a few minutes to share with them some top advice and they were wanting to know how to take their business to the next level, what advice would you give them? Yep. I would say use your natal chart and focus on fine-tuning your superpowers, which lie in your primary archetypes, which your primary archetypes are your sun, your moon, and your ascendant. Your sun sign is related to life goals, and you want to lean into the positive expression of all the attributes of that sign. That's going to help you to get to where you need to go. Your moon is how you show up emotionally because it's how we seek safety and security in the world. That's going to actually help you to understand more about how emotional you are, whether not at all or over the top, but also how you connect with other people because that's a really integral part is connection with human beings. And then your ascendant, which is related to purpose and joy. When you're finding that there's moments in your life that you want to give up and like business is hard or you're like not sure on the direction to take your ascendant more help to give you some insight into that and so when you combine the three together that's when you can really start using your superpowers as a strength and that will actually help to catapult your business if you know those inside and out amazing oh my goodness so good okay so for people who are this is their first experience of you what's the first thing they should book or should we go straight to astro strategy yeah look I always think it depends on what the person wants to get out of the session because with an astrology session I'm there to give you information for an hour they're normally I always pre-warn anyone that just books an astrology unlocked session I shouldn't say just I hate using that word anybody that books an astrology unlocked session is that you're coming to learn about your natal chart or what's on the horizon right it's going to be information packed and I always say you're probably going to need some time afterwards just to go oh what just happened there especially if you're learning about astrology for the first time whereas I found that this year specifically is I think because of all the internal growth we did last year people don't just want information anymore because I think we've had information overload they want real strategy to coincide with it so that's the difference between astrology and astro strategy is that you walk away with a plan and some structure and your top three priorities each time so it's giving you more time to integrate um so yeah I think we're a little bit information fatigued so that's why I created astro strategy as well just so then it's like oh okay I can actually get some support with where I'm at in my business mm, love it awesome awesome and so where can people find you where can people follow you yeah, so you can 
find me at christygray.com um, and I always hang out on the gram. I'm always the, <laughs> and so, which is Christy Gray underscore underscore. I should be pretty easy to find anyway. Um, I've been hosting some weekly um, chats on Clubhouse too, which has been really fun. We've been casting some um, natal charts live each week um, so people can find out more about who they are. Um, I've also been hosting a really awesome room um, with my friend Morgan, who's based over in Canada. And we've been doing some awesome chats around like, how do you, look for the money areas in your natal chart to help you to elevate your wealth mindset so yeah so awesome so cool amazing thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today i so appreciate you and i'm just loving everything that you're doing and i'm sure people will come and find you i'll make sure i put all the links in the show notes thank you so much for joining me today thank you gorgeous virgo christine you are a dream (laughs) thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.